Jesus, Jesus, Jesus likes girls. Jesus, 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 Jesus likes girls. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus likes girls. What? Oh, shit. She doesn't have her mic on, guys. Hello. Welcome to the midnight hour of <laughs> Jesus likes girls. <laughs> We're now nocturnal. <laughs> <laughs> it's past nine. We've never done we're this. We're some late night bitches. We've never done this in the evening, but we're taking it there. You know why? Why? Because it's fall, fuck faces. <laughs> <laughs> Shit gets dark quick now. You know what I'm saying? So we got a podcast <laughs> when the moon comes out. Oh my god. The harvest moon. Harvest moon? Yes. Is that a real thing? Absolutely. It comes in the fall? Yes. Well, I just know the song. I don't know any of the details about the harvest Okay, moon. you know when you're driving along in the fall and you mm -hmm. see that big-ass moon one fall night along the skyline? And you're like, mm. whoa, look at that crazy moon. It's kind of orange. Mm -hmm. That's harvest moon. That was a really underwhelming description. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's it? It's just a big moon? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like Native Americans would have a much better answer, but you're not Native American, so you get a pass. I think my answer was amazing. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the podcast, y'all. Oh, hey, lots to talk about. Lots going on in the world today. So much. My God. Where do we even start? I'm going to start with um, construction workers. What? Construction workers. Okay. I've been thinking Don't about them. Don't know where you're going with this. I've been thinking about them lately. <laughs> you know, some construction needs. No, I was leaving a parking lot and there were construction workers working on construction. Uh-huh. And I saw them and they they ignored me so hardcore. Like they didn't give me one whistle, one wolf whistle, no hey girl, nothing. You were offended? <laughs> well, I was just kinda like I was thinking about it, I was like my beauty is fading. I'm old. Like, of course they're not gonna wolf whistle at me. And then I was like I was thinking when I was driving by, like, okay, I'm old, but then I thought, well maybe it's all the political correctness. Maybe like construction workers they've they, changed their ways. They're they're not gonna yell out at they're a woman. Salute you. At this point. Hello, miss. So then it was going in my mind. I was like, what would I have to do to oh get my a construction God. worker to <laughs> pay attention to me in this day and age? And so I was like, I'd come back and like put on a super sexy outfit and be like, hey, boys. And they'd still ignore me. You know, like they're, I... they're so rooted in their like beliefs now. And so then like, I you like, can't sway us. We completely respect you and love you. We've got nothing but the utmost respect for you, ma'am. <laughs> I was thinking, like, I would have to come back and, like, completely flash them. <laughs> what? <laughs> it really took this to a whole nother level. You're I like, did. Look at these titties. <laughs> I pretty much was like, what can I do? And then, at the same time, I thought about, like, them um, being like, ma'am, do you need help? Like, still, just being so, like, respectful and great. I love it. What if they they actually had like business cards that were like little informational cards that could pass out and be like, we just want to make a gesture of respect to you. We totally respect you and we respect your boundaries, miss. <laughs> exactly. We're actually here to, we're actually, we're working on an important job, but we're here to protect you. <laughs> we're also looking out for the women in our midst. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be a miracle. 
It'd actually be. be like a Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah. When I thought about it, I'm like, I'm like writing a comedy skit in my head. I love it. So construction workers, when did that happen? Uh, one day when I was leaving yoga. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So in other news, other things are going on in the world too. Not just that. Not much. I mean, we're really going to have to dig deep. What, what are you thinking? Um, it's, uh, You know what I, I, what just came to mind? That Billy Joel song, We Didn't Start the Fire, and he goes down a long list of all the problems in the world. Yeah. And my memory, I do not have the margin in this brain no. to remember all the things. I think I tried to when I was little. I think I tried to I definitely did too. But I didn't. It's not there like so many other lyrics that reside in my head rent free. Yeah. That one didn't stick. Didn't make the cut. It didn't. Well, it's understandable. Yeah. (laughs) But that's what's going through my head is like (laughs) Afghanistan abortion. Gotcha. Gotcha. There's a lot of things. Yes. Um, so today it was Beyonce's birthday. Yes. Happy Hello. birthday, queen. You're 40. Did you see the? Um, I don't know if I posted it on our social media or not, but it was a salute from many different celebrities. I think I did. I did see it. I did it. see it. I don't think you posted it, but I did see it. Maybe you did, and I missed it because that's completely feasible. Yeah. Why? Well, everybody has nothing good to say, nothing but good to say to Bay. They were all dragging her. <laughs> They're like this bitch. Turned 40. <laughs> Get your old ass off the stage, Bay. Over the hill. What's she trying to do? Oh my God. <laughs> well, one of the clips that I saw was she talked about her life goals. Okay. And she literally crushed every single one of them. Yeah, she's I done. mean, she like shot for the stars on her goals and then did all of it. Yeah, wow. it was pretty uh, fantastic. Yeah, the Harper's Bazaar article is very good. I read it today or yesterday about her. And she's just like, I don't, I'm not competing with myself anymore. I have no I interest in the past. And I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. And I mean, she's in damn. the studio. So she is making music right now. But is she making music like Kanye? I don't know. What's going on with Kanye? <laughs> I'm just saying, I love Kanye so damn much. <laughs> Kanye's album just dropped. It's called Donda, named after his mom. Okay. Who passed away from a plastic surgery. Ooh. Yeah, like something with the anesthesia and she like didn't ever wake up. Oh. It was really sad. Damn. But it's a tribute album to her kind of. Okay. So I, I only got through the first three songs and then kids were coming home from school. I was in mommy mode because I never am ever anymore. How, how was it? <laughs> how were those three songs? Really fucking fire. Nice. One of them was strange. He's a strange bird, you know? So really? one of them was just like... You think Kanye's odd? <laughs> one song was just Donda, 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 Donda. Like the whole song. Weird. And I was like, I'm feeling it. I like weird. You're like, I'm going with you, Kanye. <laughs> yep. Wherever Where you going? go, I'll go. I'll go with you. And he loves Jesus now. Yeah. So it's interesting to hear his perspective about life, about the Kardashians, about marriage. She's mm. all like splicing it in there. Interesting. Yeah, and it's just like, God breathed on it all, bitch. Mm. You know? It's nice. It's good. So mm. far, that's all you have to say about it. Well, speaking of rappers who love God, um, I want to talk about Snoop Dogg for a minute. I mean, yeah. You, you think he's Jesus' favorite guy? Um, <laughs> he's one of them. He's one of them. He's up there. <laughs> Snoop is cool. That's one thing that I've learned over this past There is few not days. a person on the face of... Well, actually, that's not true. There's probably lots of haters, actually. But Snoop. Everybody loves Snoop, man. Who doesn't? He's adorable. There's some conservatives out there, I'm sure, that are like, that drug-smoking rapper and its language. Possibly, yeah. But I love him. Yeah. But we were going to talk about Snoop today because our topics today are abortion and Snoop Dogg. (laughs) It seems an unlikely combo. Seamless. 
It's going to be a seamless conversation. Got to they're do natural. Thing. They're naturally aligned. Just natural partners in conversation. When you take two very disparate topics and you somehow marry them, that is true podcast genius. genius right <laughs> and that's what we are. Weekly. Yeah. Every, dropping podcast genius. Just, number one on New and Noteworthy. Cha-ching. <laughs> just gold. <laughs> Breaking in the money week after week. <laughs> Drop. Speaking of album drops, yes, I know I'm getting off topic of abortion and Snoop, but That's right. we'll get back. To have it. you seen Lil Nas X's um, social media in anticipation of his new album dropping? No. Well, he's on the reg posting pics of himself pregnant. Ooh, it's unusual. Yeah, but this dude, he's not going for uh, conservatism in any way. No, no. No, he's, he's not. Breaking, he's trying to break down every gender role, embody sexual fluidity. As He's taken it as far as he can go. Damn. Yeah. All it's right. so strange to see him. Like he's sit, I saw him yesterday sitting by a pool with a big-ass belly. <laughs> I gotta look. And it's all a play on the, his baby's about to drop. The baby oh, that he's curated. Just got Made. That. Just part got of his soul. Just got that. You just got it? Just got it. <laughs> well, I was reminded of it from my... Drop. Gotcha. Got a little little nausea ex. Okay. Um, but Snoop, I was looking up Snoop. I mean, there's always the iconic words of wisdom to live by. Sure. The From... best part of waking <laughs> up is not giving a fuck. Yes, Snoop regularly words posts. of wisdom. Honestly. I'm pretty sure that's in the Bible, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He regularly posts on Instagram of himself waking up, singing that song, usually smoking a blunt. Yep. So, you gotta give it up to Snoop, man. I mean, we don't have to have complicated conversations <clears throat> about boundaries and shit. Just remember what Snoop said. That's right. The best part of waking up, just don't give a fuck. Amen. <laughs> I'm in, Snoop. Let it go. So what's interesting about Snoop is he he has been he has had such a transformation of, of character throughout his career. Mm-hmm. And then also he has stayed relevant for decades and well, he's still on the scene. He do you know how many things he's had his hand in? So many. So he was many. like, I'm gonna make that money, bitch. Yeah. He was. And he's like, You want me to be on your Korean uh your Korean game show? <laughs> Throw some pies at some pig faces all right i'll do it (laughs) he doesn't give a fuck he's just he was on wwe yeah he actually got like honorary um some status in the wwe just for how supportive he was he is a huge sports fan he is a sports i actually didn't know that fan Yes, he is. Oh, my gosh. That kind of bled through or, you know, was on full display, I guess, as a sports commentator with uh, Kevin Hart on the Olympics. Kind of. I don't feel like I would pick that up from watching that, I did a little bit because he was, like, he was really agile when the Ninja Twins came on. You know, he was like, I got moves. I've been at karate. No, he, yeah, that's true. And he played football for many years, and he was a quarterback, and then he was a wide receiver. And then his son uh, was drafted to, I don't know, UCLA or some Big Ten college. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so, but he, you know, when he started his career, he was OG gangster. Shit and juice. Just keeping it real. Two white women trying to discuss the history <laughs> of Snoop Dogg. Okay? So let's say that. First off, <laughs> gin and juice, keeping it real. <laughs> okay, so there's that. 
<laughs> then he came up with like Dr. Dre and just the original um, West Coast rap scene, and it was solid. But then, but he breached the gap. Eventually, he was good friends with Tupac. Yeah, yeah. Eventually. Oh wait, but, no, that was still that was still West Coast. I but forgot. He, but in the West Coast, there's the Bloods and the Crips. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Now you're sounding white. See. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going to take this next? I don't even know if that's right. Bloods and Crips? Yeah. It's right. If they're both West Coast. They are. Oh, okay. But in any case, he was like, the music, he has said, the music at the time, whatever you were presenting, even if that wasn't who you were, it's still who you were in the streets. Mm. And so he was tried for attempted murder at the beginning of his career. Mm. And he was acquitted. And so after... Love don't fit. He must acquit. (laughs) Sorry. Please keep going. (laughs) So he was acquitted and he felt like he got a new lease on life. He had a wife, he had a young child at that point. And then, and that's another thing about him. He's been married for like 22 years. He's family man. Family man. He's got kids. He's got grandkids. He is, he, and he, as he progressed in his career, do you know? What? He had a brief detour into Rastafarianism. Really? Yes. He went to Jamaica, he made a film and he wrote an album called reincarnated shut up i'm serious did you watch this i watched some of it Hmm. i listened to a couple songs and he changed his name at that point from snoop dog to snoop lion actually i've heard that probably from you no i've never said it to you i've heard that before. i I didn't know it because i feel like there's i have a memory of somebody being like it ain't snoop dog anymore it's snoop lion and me being like what right (laughs) right oh i'll I'll go down with snoop lion that's fine yeah so then he learned a lot about that he was in that world for a while then he did later he did a gospel album what yep it's called the bible of love and it's dedicated to his grandmother who he'd heard say that she didn't couldn't sing any of her her grandson's lyrics so he like partnered with all of the best gospel artists and it's a 32 track album dedicated to her i need this i'm going i'm going to amazon right now (laughs) i know right did you listen to that some some of it yeah man you really uh covered all the bases i snoop dogged it up (laughs) is what i did well, I just love that he's an older man, but he's still like real old. So super respected. Yes. Very himself. Yes. And always has been. From jump. Yeah. Yes. And he he regularly talks about God. If you hear him in interviews, he usually will talk about God. He was in an interview asked if he wasn't a rapper, what would he be? He said he'd be a pastor. No, really? Yes. Yep. And you know how he's My called Snoop Lion. I know. And you know where he got the name Snoop? No. When he was a kid his mom said he loved charlie brown peanuts and he loved snoopy so she called him snoopy when he was growing up and then he met people and snoopy turned into snoop all i hear when i hear snoop dog is snoop motherfucking (laughs) d-o-double-g If you don't love him after you hear that, you're just some kind of hater. I don't even know what's up, you know? Yeah. But he, in the industry now, he is regularly called Unk. Yeah. This is where I'm going to sound extremely white. Mm -hmm. They call him Uncle Snoop because he's the elder (laughs) statesman, as it were, in the rap world. And he talks about how people will come to him that are in arguments or if there's something going on with producing a record or in in the whole culture, if... There are two people at odds with each other. They'll, he's like, guaranteed by the end of the night, they'll both call me. And he'll be able to hear him out, and he kind of gives him advice. This is where you were wrong. And, this is, and he's been a peacemaker 
in the industry for years. Oh, he's really unk. He really he's really is unk, but he's also like really describe or displaying some Jesusy lifestyle. Jesusy, yeah, I like that. He is. Yeah, he's a Jesusy guy. Yeah, yes, he, he really is. So, um, yeah, Snoop Dogg, and he also has made vocal his thoughts about the abortion laws that have passed over this past year. I saw on his social media that he posted. Um, it was like a meme of just the repeating words: "Women should have the right to make choices for their own bodies." Did he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. He votes. He voted Democratic in the last few elections, and um, it doesn't surprise me that that would be his position. But what I was thinking about in terms of abortion and Snoop Dogg was that in 2005, Snoop started something called Snoop Youth Football League out I've seen that. in L.A. <clears throat> So now it's been around for like 15 years. And he said, you know, my kids were going to football and I realized families don't have $300 to send their kids to this kind of thing. And so he created Snoop League and it was if you paid $100, you could come. And then if you had any other kids associated with you, a cousin, a brother, whatever, they could come for 50. So kids got Mm. to play and it was like they had to keep a certain GPA. He organized a Super Bowl at the end of the season and they got to fly to Dallas and play other teams. And so kids from the city were getting an opportunity like to get on an airplane, to go places they never dreamed they'd see. And he just wanted to like expand the world for these kids and give them an opportunity that they hadn't had. And now he's had a person go all the way to the Super Bowl from the Snoop League. Wow. The real Super Bowl. The actual Super Bowl. Damn. And he's had five kids in the NFL. He's had hundreds of kids who just played college ball and gotten their degrees, doctors, teachers, you know, like all these kids have come through because of this man's generosity and his love for his community, you know? And that's the polar opposite of the Republican cry for caring about the unborn. Saying that every life is precious. Saying that the unborn are so vital to them, but then once people are alive and living, let's say, in the inner city without opportunities, Mm -hmm. setting up a road for them to end up in prison. Right. Not giving them opportunities to see the world and go to college. Well, I feel like that's largely the argument between the left and the right is... The right generally says that life is so precious and now all of these lives will be saved by this abortion bill. But at the same token, they are cutting funding that supports impoverished people, state programs that feed children at school, you know, all of these different bills and structures that are in place to support life. Right, right. Uh, doesn't Life doesn't seem, read as precious to me when the right is um, con- consistently not supporting lives. Right. Okay, so... Born I, lives. We posted something to our Instagram recently, a quote, and so I feel like this quote goes well with what you're saying now. Mm-hmm. Do you want to share it? Yeah. So Lance Wilburn. Do you know this person? I don't. To be clear, the irony of all the abortion bills is the complete lack of male inclusion. Oh, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't really go with that. Well, who cares? Women do not (laughs) magically... (laughs) I do think it... I'm just going to keep going. Women do not magically become pregnant. There is a man attached to every single abortion. Why are men not being included in the jail time for abortion? Because this isn't about abortion. It's about men controlling women. It's an easy topic for white men to flex their power over to remind the women folk that they will always have to kneel to them. 
If it were actually about abortion, we would be discussing early and continuing sex education, free birth control, health care for all, making child care financially feasible, mandatory parental leave, increasing WIC, hard sentencing for rape, fixing the foster care system, and making adoption more accessible. This is not about abortion. Don't fool yourself. Amen. You're getting it twisted, people. Right. And see, that end part was what I meant. Yeah. Because you were saying, if you actually cared about life, you would do things like this. Mm-hmm. You know, but... Or you would do things like Snoop is doing. Making things accessible for quality of life for right. people who cannot afford programs that are available to the people wealthy. with money. Right, right. Which are largely white in America. That's right. And I mean, I don't, I feel weird talking about abortion in the terms of like it's targeted towards um, people who are poor because, I mean, I've heard, and this might just be a weird Christian argument that I learned that, no, I think it is true that Planned Parenthood initially was put into poorer neighborhoods and Mm -hmm. the largest user population of the services were people of color. Mm -hmm. And so, um, in sometimes, I mean, in my worst, most cynical thoughts about people wanting to save the unborn is actually about saving the status quo so that women who maybe don't want to have a bunch of kids and choose to get an abortion, which is their right, mm-hmm. to take away that right uh, keeps them in somewhat more poverty. I think anybody who knows about the history of our culture and the history of how abortion began and Planned Parenthood even would agree that that is the premise of how it started and why. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it it follows along the basic tenets of American history. Right. So we know those things are true, but it has evolved into a service that ever, that crosses those borders. Absolutely. And is about all, is about equality for all women. Right. But to take it away does, I mean, because like Donald Trump's stripper who needs an abortion and say Mm -hmm. she lives in Texas, does she have to have the baby? Of course not. They're flying her on a plane to the state over. You know, like it's not going to affect people who have the means to get an abortion out of state. Right. So it's, there. I just have to question all of the conservative motives for everything they do because I just don't believe them. I mean, they're liars, you know? (laughs) They are liars. (laughs) And so anything like that stems from an idea like we love the unborn so much, I'm like, how is this making you money? Yeah, you know, sadly. And for me, I think more, what I've been really thinking about since this bill's passed because it's just been, hearing that quote really put it in perspective for me because I hadn't thought about the male culpability in it. I was thinking, I was focused and have been focused on the lack of opportunity that women are presented with and and the criminality of it. But I wasn't even thinking about male culpability because I'm used to not thinking about that. Because none of us do. Zero of us do. And that's the problem. Like, why is the blueprint for how we discuss things always the onus is on the woman? You know? We've talked about this in previous podcasts, like... For men's behavior. Yeah. Yeah. It's always on us. And this is just another really large example. Like, Mm -hmm. women are going to face prison time for getting an abortion, but there's no... There's no responsibility from the men who are impregnating women no in texas they might be able to make 10 grand if they turn them in i mean it's obscene it's It's shocking it's it's absolutely shocking to me it but at the same time it's like status quo i feel like it's i feel like it's a little beyond the status quo that law so the texas law if you know if you don't know it's the specifics of it 
the bill that was passed last week um, says that abortions after six weeks are illegal in the state. But the other part of it is neighbors, anyone who hears about someone getting abortion or helping a person get an abortion. So it's not even necessarily about the person. It can be just someone driving them. And if you hear about it, it doesn't matter. You don't. You can be a complete stranger overhearing it in a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. You can then, the, the law is written so that the citizen can report that person or any person involved and sue them for up to $10,000. Mm-hmm. And so there's a monetary gain if you start turning in your neighbors. And I just feel like when has that ever been true in the United States? Well, to have like constitutional backing behind it. Well, not constitutional, it's state. And the federal government is saying that they will do whatever they can to still provide women access to abortions in the state because it is a constitutional right. And so that's kind of being talked about back and forth right now of like what can the federal government do to step in. I heard more discussion from a legal analyst saying that even though that sounds like a quick money grab, they would the the person who is um suing make yeah the person that's making a legal claim against another person yeah. they're still going to have to go through an arduous legal pro- the real legal process which is arduous okay. so it's not an easy money grab for Joe Blow to be like I know Rebecca got abortion okay you know that person is still going to have to put up their own finances to go through the legal process hmm. so it seems like somewhat unlikely you know who's going to do it are the rich rich people the rich conservatives who make all the decisions already those are the people that are going to make file the lawsuits and go through the process but why would they because they hate babies dying i see they're real passionate about it i um have another quote that i want to read oh wait a minute r.i.p omar Oh, that's so sad to me that Michael Williams died. Because it's so shocking. I just saw him perform that DMX performance when DMX died, and he sounded so much like him that I actually thought it was DMX at first. Yeah. And I was like, this man is, inc- is such an incredible performer. He's so He was so talented. And so young. I mean, that's the same age my mom died. He's really young. 54? It's crazy. Such a loss. He battled with addiction. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. But I read that when I was reading, like, up on his, what his passing. <sighs> R.I.P., man. R.I.P. <sighs> I'm pouring one out for you, bro. I am right now. This isn't just pineapple juice in this cup, Shay. Just to let you know. It's gin and juice. It's a pina colada. (laughs) (laughs) It should have been gin and juice. (laughs) You shit the bed. When Jesus likes girls hits the midnight hour. (laughs) It's nine. (laughs) The rum starts getting poured. Okay. All right. This quote. Damn it. I need my glasses. I'm so old. Okay. Would you like me to read it? Oh, I want to read it. So this this is a, a quote from a pastor, Dave Barnhart. So I looked this guy up. What's that? What's that one dude's name? Rock Bottom. Rock Bottomly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's an author. Check him out. Um, Dave Barnhart is a pastor. And I looked up his church. I think he's in Alabama. And uh, his church Uh-oh. looks pretty cool. It's a network of house churches. Love it. And I was reading some of his writings and he's like pulling no punches. And so he writes this. The unborn are a convenient group of people to advocate for. They mm. never make demands of you. They are morally uncomplicated. Unlike the incarcerated, addicted, or the chronically poor, 
They don't resent your condescension or complain that you're not politically correct. Unlike widows, widows, they don't ask you to question the patriarchy. Unlike orphans, they don't need money, education, or childcare. Unlike aliens, they don't bring all that racial, cultural, and religious baggage that you dislike. They mm. allow you to feel good about yourself without any work at creating or maintaining relationships. And when they are born, you can forget about them because they cease to be unborn. It's almost as if by being born, they have died to you. You can love the unborn and advocate for them without substantially challenging your own wealth, power, or privilege, without reimagining social structures, apologizing, or making reparations to anyone. They are, in short, the perfect people to love if you want to claim that you love Jesus, but actually dislike people who mm. breathe. Mm. Damn. What was his name again? Dave Barnhart. So that... Very insightful. I mean, I mean, basically summarized essentially what we're saying. Like, how does life matter to you? Does life actually matter right. to you? People's real lives. Right. I mean, George Carlin. Are you familiar with George Carlin, the comedian? I hate him. He's the cynic. He's the most I cynical son of a bitch ever. George Carlin. Why? I've never liked him. Because he's just so cynical. No, he's not funny. I like cynics, but yeah. I don't like George Carlin. Well, he's. The cynic, he's the greatest cynic of them all. Ugh. And he taught, he, in one of his um, shows, probably in all of them, I don't even know, but he said, all, the only thing that conservatives care about, the only reason that they care about the unborn is because they want to grow babies up to become enlisted in the military. They don't give a fuck about you throughout your whole life. But then when you turn 18, they come knocking at your door like, hey, we really value you, you know? That's a good point. And I just never saw it like that. But Yeah, they have ulterior motives. And also, I love the point, like, I can claim to love Jesus and really care about the unborn because they're not actually people. Yeah. Because I don't actually love people. Mm -hmm. I love my wealth. I love my privilege. I love my power. <sighs> So, yeah. Whenever I see any clips of people having discourse with protesters, yeah. that's something that they always say. Like, how many babies have you adopted to the protesters, you know? Yeah. How, how have you interjected yourself into solving the solution for unwanted children? Besides standing out here and harassing and shaming women who are making their choice for themselves and their life. Right. What are you willing to do besides stand out here and be a fucking asshole? Right. And they always say, a lot of them, always, whenever the clips that I've seen, they always say, that's irrelevant. What we're talking about is this moment. And this is a life or death moment. And the peop remarkably, this woman the other day, she was saying, yes, that's what I just asked you. What are you doing about the life? And they never, they're always stumped. Right. Yeah. None of them ever say, I adopt. You know, I volunteer at a foster care system. I foster children. I started a youth football league. You know, I mean, come on. It's so true. You know who's really probably turning in her grave right now is RBG. Pour one out for that motherfucker. Ruth Bader Ginsburg dedicated her life to equality for women. And she never interjected her faith about it. It was about equality. And I wrote down a quote that she wrote because she was basically harassed 
at the hearings for becoming a Supreme Court justice. I don't know why. Let's pause it for a second. All right, she found it. She found the quote. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, at her hearings to become a Supreme Court justice, you know, they really, really tried to nail her down about what her position on abortion was. And she would never talk about what her personal feelings were, because, of course, that would be totally inappropriate. She always stuck to the law. And she was a genius. Yes, of her knowledge about the law. Absolutely. And her foremost priority was always bringing it back to what, how does the law allow women to have equal rights as a man? And so she would, she presented different cases and she had represented, I think this was the highest case that she'd ever represented before the Supreme Court herself. Okay. And it was about this Navy officer or one of the military branches. I think it was the Navy though, who got pregnant and the military told her she either had to have an abortion or um, de-enlist. Like, she had to leave the military unless she had an abortion. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And she said, because of her faith, she her religious faith, it didn't allow her. She, I think she was Catholic. It didn't allow her the right to have an abortion. And so that's not what she wanted to do. Okay. And she didn't want to leave the military. She, want, she had saved up, um, like, vacation days, and she wanted to use that to give birth and then return back to the military. Yeah. And so Ruth... Um, represented her in that case and won wow. because wow. men didn't ha- weren't weren't put in that position. No, they weren't. They didn't have to leave the military if they got cancer. You know, they were given leave to mm. recuperate. So whatever their physical situations happened, they were given allowance for. But women weren't when it came to pregnancy. They were told to control it. You must make this decision. We will control your decisions for your body. But men are. But men were given allowance. So abortion was legal at this time. Yeah. Okay. And in part of her argument, she said, It's essential to women equality with man that she be the decision maker, that her choice be controlling. If you impose restraints that impede her choice, you're disadvantaging her because of her sex. And that was her argument about abortion. So it wasn't about whether or not abortion is right or wrong or any of the morality about it. Hmm. It was only about what is her legal right when you put her rights in direct equality with men. Interesting. And so that's why she kept winning because you can't argue it. No, that's it's right. It's unequal. Correct. Um, and that's what I think is so jarring about abortion for me is that Men are making these laws. There are some women, like in Alabama, the or governor. Or Supreme Court Justice. Or Amy fucking Coney Island Barrett, you know. But they're the minority of the people who are making these decisions for women. But she has a lot of power. Yeah, she's got the <laughs> highest power. She's got the highest power. Correct. But I don't hear that argument being made about women inequality. No. I only hear about the life Right. Of the unborn. But what about a woman's choice? That was the quote on um, Snoop Dogg's thing is men shouldn't be making laws about women's bodies. That's right. And so I don't even, I never have a discussion with people about abortion because I don't care to argue about no. what Jesus thinks about it or what the Bible says or any of any of that. And so when we were talking about having this discussion, I was like, I do not want to have a political morality discussion, discussion or yeah. morality. And so I am very pro-choice because it's the equality factor hmm. that makes me believe that it's not my decision to make. It's a person's decision to make. And just like men have the decision to impregnate a woman, a woman should have the decision to not be pregnant. Correct. 
Correct. And abortion just is a reality. There's you from can't the beginning stop it. of it will time not be stopped. until today, people abort. It's just part of what humanity does. And however you want to try to control it, or you could either make it safe or make it back alley. And one thing that I'm glad about is I feel like we've made so many medical advances during the time of legalization that if things were to go totally backwards, like they are currently going in Texas. Mm. The medical community, the support networks, they're all so much stronger that it's Mm -hmm. very unlikely that anyone who wants to get an abortion is going to be in the situation women were in the 40s. You know what I mean? They're not going to end up with some hack job that kills them yeah. they're going there's so much more support and knowledge and medical advancement that and access that we're a lot safer yeah now you know people are safer women are safer we're the only ones suffering in this situation i didn't mean that men were getting abortions <laughs> i mean why is there no discussion more discussion about like safe sex practices why aren't they like throwing fucking condoms like in on every like school lunch plate or like going up on the demon drop and just throwing them you know like (laughs) everywhere that would be cedar point drop i went i took my went to the state fair with my kids last night yeah and i made them all ride the demon drop gretchen was all about it room was like oh no man this is so scary and moni doesn't like scary rides okay and that ride is very deceptive because you think you know it's it's just a quick little thing whatever but it literally scares the bejesus out of you and you feel like you're gonna die for one quick second and it's the epitome of why i see that they say people with heart conditions shouldn't ride certain rides right that one is why oh god (laughs) i've never been on it never really never not once well i went on one that was like a remix demon drop the one that lifts up and then falls again and picks up and falls no it okay. just does one quick lift up and you, I, I don't know how I missed that in seeing the ride from a distance and being like, I'm going to ride one more ride. And I rode it by myself oh, and I was, my hand, my feet were dangling and I was like, do, 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 do. And then all of a sudden it went skyrocketing up and that scared you. I'm surprised I didn't have a heart attack. Actually, <laughs> I was, it scared me so bad because I was, I was an unsuspecting victim. <laughs> okay. But when they rode the demon drop last night, they all, like, Rude and Moni both were like, I'm shaking. I'm just so, so scared and terrified. And my life just flashed before my eyes. I believe you. I have no idea why I started talking about that. I don't either. I don't know where we got there from. Sorry, listeners. Sorry about that, guys. Um, but the other part is that no names, of course. But Oh, the throwing the condoms off the demon drop. That's it. It's safe sex. Yeah. But um, I know someone who's had an abortion that I dearly love, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, so do all of you. (laughs) We all do. We all know someone who has had an abortion and that the culture of shame, you know, the culture of shame that's put on women for deciding to have an abortion, like to make it an issue of equality and have open access gives people some amount of freedom from shame. Mm-hmm. Like to feel like, okay, this is a choice I can make. But even then, it's so, it's got so much baggage and judgment that that person is like almost forever traumatized. Yeah. Just by, just by the shame. 
Yeah. I mean, sometimes people want to say like, oh, a woman never gets over having an abortion. Maybe it's because of the culture of shame around abortion to ever feel like you're a good person again. Yeah. You know? And like, do men understand that? No. No, they don't. But they have lots of opinions about how bad of a decision it is or how terrible of a person you are for making that decision. That's right. And have they ever been in the position where they've had to think about how altered their life is going to be if they have to all of a sudden unexpectedly raise a child for the rest of their fucking life? Right. With a person who is the father who may or may not want anything to do with you. Yeah. Or you may not want anything to do with them. Yeah. Or you got raped. I mean, there's so many situations that I can think of that women have had to endure so much turmoil over a pregnancy. Yeah. If you want it or you don't, it's a real hard situation to be in. Absolutely. Whether you want, even if you want it. And there's no easy answers. It's not like I'm skipping my ass to the abortion clinic. (laughs) Who, what the fuck? I mean, it's not like anybody's dream day. No. Oh my gosh. I really appreciated Jen Saskey, the um, White House press secretary. Did you hear her commentary? No. I mean, it was not even a commentary. It was just a quick quip to a journalist who said, how can uh, President Biden advocate for abortion when he's, a, when he's a devout Catholic and it's morally against his religion? And she said, he believes in women's rights. This is not a discussion about the morality of the choice. Mm. He believes women should have the choice to make their own decisions. And then she said, I know you don't understand that because you're a male. And so you've never been in the position to have to think about how a pregnancy is going to alter your life. But it's a very hard one. Wow. And I was like, Damn, Jen laying it down, go bitch. Dude, new queen. Yeah. That was sweet. Yeah, it was awesome. Very cool. And then she said, you've taken up enough. He just kept going. And she said, I've given you your time to speak we're moving on oh. i know i was like yes i love you all right i don't know you but i love you <laughs> so yeah i i think that about <sighs> sums it up i mean if you can't see the parallels now between snoop and abortion i don't have anything else for you yeah you know i guess at the end of the day i'm just going back to Brene brown who talks about courage and snoop he's got balls he says it like it is just like jesus <laughs> Jesus, he's got balls, and he says it like it is. Just saying. All right. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening. Um, Write us at JesusLikesGirls. No, JCLikesGirls at gmail.com. Or uh, follow us. Check out our Instagram. Yes. JesusLikesGirls. We're posting on the reg. Yep, yep. And I was thinking about starting a Twitter account. Why not? Tweet away, bitch. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. I think the first post should be McSweeney's Enter into the glory that is fall and McSweeney's It's fall fuck faces. It's fall motherfuckers. It's fall motherfuckers. <laughs> Got a deal. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll uh see you next time. Peace. Bye.